Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello? Hello? <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. Hi everyone, this is Maxine Magalona and I just want to invite all of you to please tune in to Project Loving Myself with Sanaya as I will be a guest and we will be talking about love and relationships. You are listening to Project Loving Myself podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. It is difficult to be separated from your spouse or partner. It's complicated, painful, and frequently fraught with conflict and hatred. You ask, can I do it alone? Can I take care of myself? When we go through a separation, we also experience loss. The loss of our spouse, the loss of our partner, the future we dreamt of, and the place we call home. Where we once felt safe now feels anything but that. Broken hearts, emotional stress, grief, anger, fighting, and self-doubt. All you do is cycle between a maze of these emotions and it feels like there's no way out. You are also coming to terms with losing someone you considered your best friend. Marriage isn't a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. Different people have different experiences of marriage based on their expectations and their beliefs about it. Some may have it easy, while others may have to struggle through it. Though there are situations and contributing factors in making a relationship work, sometimes saving ourselves from drowning is the only thing that matters. Yes, we all want to prove that we are capable of fixing our relationships, that we didn't fail. However, there is a possibility that separation is necessary, not just for your peace of mind, but also to stand up for yourself. Relationships don't work without mutual respect and understanding. The amount of power each person holds in a relationship must be balanced, or one person will always be the victim or the weaker one. And when that happens, they lose themselves. They become a shadow of their original self. They give up and they accept their fate. My experience with women who are going through turbulent waters in their relationships is that they tend to hide it and keep a low profile. 
as if what is going on in their relationship is their fault. And they don't want anyone to know about what they're going through because it's shameful, because it's humiliating. My heart goes out to any woman who feels this way. You are not alone. One woman can always be the voice for others. Maxine Magalona has always been a fighter, the peaceful, non-violent kind, not just with her shadows, but also in making peace with her past. She has spoken publicly about her separation and shares her story to motivate women to be the change they want to see in their lives. She joins us today on Project Loving Myself to discuss focusing on self-love and becoming a fearless, powerful, and independent woman. Welcome to the show, Maxine. Yay! Wow! What a beautiful and riveting opening. Thank you so much, Sanaya. All those words that you said, they're all so true and I resonate with them. Thank you so much. As as I was telling you, Maxine, before we started recording that, you know, this is something I have been encountering a lot with my mm. clients, that they are kind of stuck at that decision mm. or they don't know where to go. They don't know if they are in the right relationship, whether they need to move on. And so I think that this conversation is just really, really fitting. Exactly. And I'm exactly. so glad we're doing this. Yeah, I, I heard because of the pandemic, a lot of couples all over the world got divorced. And, you know, that's not really such a bad thing because it's always better when things that are not meant to be naturally dissolve or like naturally separate and go their own ways because then you can move forward to things that are meant, truly meant for you. So Maxine, you know that term you use, naturally dissolve. I've heard of it as like conscious uncoupling. Yes. When two people get together and they mutually decide that perhaps they've grown apart mm -hmm. or they, you know, they want different things mm -hmm. or somehow they don't have the same feelings. Anymore. In the marriage or in the partnership anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. It just happens, right? So is that what you're talking about? Yes. Conscious uncoupling? Definitely, because I am a strong, strong advocate of conscious coupling, conscious parenting, conscious uncoupling. You know, these are practices that we can do in the world today, especially since our world is very distracting, we really need to tap into our consciousness, especially when making such huge decisions like getting married or having children. These are decisions that are, you know, lifelong commitments. They are not a joke. So consciousness is what we can practice and what we can use to be able to make the right decisions. And right and wrong is always subjective. You know, what could be right for me could be wrong for others. So that's why we need to be conscious and aware. And what I mean by being conscious and tapping into our consciousness is to really sit with these uncomfortable questions and have these uncomfortable conversations. Because what I feel in the world today, Sanaya, is that it's not anyone's fault. It's just that we were not taught how to have uncomfortable conversations. We are not yeah. taught these things because we are always taught to just feel good, to have a good time, to always have a peaceful conversation with everyone around us. But again, we are not all the same. So naturally, disagreements will arise. Differences, you know, 
we are not the same. So when we need to face these difficult and uncomfortable conversations and times, we need to learn how to do this as a community, you know? We have to stop judging. We have to learn how to tame our ego, which means whatever the other person is saying, if you're getting triggered, that's your ego because you can't control what the other person is saying. The only thing that you can control is how you respond to them. So that's what I believe we need in the world today. We need more conscious conversations where we are not getting carried away by our emotions, where we are actually holding space for each other without judgment. And when emotions start to become more intense, then we can actually be conscious enough to say, hey, maybe we can talk about this later when our emotions are a little bit lower. You know, it's it's yeah. all about that. It's not what we have to do is we can't let our emotions take control of us wherein we just dispel negative energy onto each other without thinking anymore. And we let the emotions take control of us. And that's never a good thing. Because when we shout at others, when we give negative energy to others, we are actually planting negative energy in their hearts. And that will come back to us tenfold, according to Michael A. Singer, the author of The Untethered Soul. So, Absolutely. You know, nothing we put out there is just going to disappear. It leaves its mark and it often comes back. You know, it simmers in that person's space Mm -hmm. and then it comes back, you know, in a conversation later on. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, right, Maxine, some people say that these kind of problems are all in our minds, that we should just suck Mm -hmm. it up or brush it off. Mm -hmm. You know, that this whole conscious awareness and putting our mind and facing and having those difficult conversations Like we're actually creating more of the issue or we're Ah. focusing on that. What are your thoughts about that? I don't believe in sucking it all in or like learning how to deal with it just so you can keep the peace. You know, that's what most people do. Right. They don't want to confront or to deal with what needs to be dealt with because they are afraid of being disliked. They are afraid of being rejected. They are afraid of being ridiculed or like they just don't want to deal with what is going to come after what you need to when when you do what you need to do they don't like to deal with the consequences of that so in the end they end up just living a life of misery and it can be quiet but deep inside you're already dying you're dying inside so yeah. that is not peace that is even more chaos that is even more pain so what we need to do is We need to stand up for ourselves first and foremost. We need to see if the situation in front of us is toxic, unhealthy, it is damaging to our mental health, to our entire well-being, then we need to make certain decisions moving forward. Because all the spiritual teachings that I've been reading is, if you are complaining about something and yet you choose not to do anything about it, then what's the point, right? You can't keep complaining and not do something about it. You actually have to make the decision whether you're going to change it or stay with it. And if you stay with it, then stop complaining. But if you want change, if you want actual change, then you have to do something different. So I don't believe in sucking it in. I don't believe in betraying yourself for the sake of others. That I don't believe. I truly believe in honoring your soul first and foremost. I don't need to know the details of what everyone else is going through. But what I can advise is no matter what, 
you will know what is great and good for your soul. And you only you will be able to know that. And once you are connected to your soul, once you take the time to really connect deep within, then you will know what is truly right for you. And then the decisions that we make moving forward, no matter what the consequences are, if you are strong, connected to your core, to your core being, then even the pain that you go through, the hardship, the struggles that you will go through after making this decision, you will be able to go through it, even if it is hard. And of course, God will always be there as long as you submit and surrender to Him. I love what you're saying, Maxine. And I find a lot of people really struggle with this. Mm -hmm. I worked with a client and she was going through a rough time in her relationship. But for her, I can take it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like it's, I'm not enough to fight for. But if my children are being compromised. If my children are getting hurt, mm. then I can take the decision, mm. right? And she ended up making a very big decision in her life, wow. but that was to protect her children. Mm. Because I think a lot of women feel like if it's about them, uh, they should not make that kind hmm. of move or they should do everything they can to kind of make things work. And mm. the only time they're willing to kind of step out of an unhealthy, toxic relationship is if it's affecting other people, mm. like their children. And I've heard that growing up. Wow. This is you a very that, important point that you're making because I'm very happy for your friend that she made the huge decision. But it, if it's a client. It was, it was a, client. a client. It was a client. Okay. Yeah. So I worked with the client to kind of help her decide and understand what she wanted. But I, I can see like we keep hitting that kind of cultural Asian almost mentality which mm. is if it's for the children it's something I'm willing to do but if it's uh, for me mm. I'm gonna suck it up oh my goodness so, yeah I'm happy that your client made that decision but for those who are listening I would highly recommend always making the decision for you and not for others even if it is your children because I believe that when you make a decision for others it's not as sustainable but when you make it for you you know, when you make the decision for you, you are not just making the right decision for you and for the people around you. You are actually honoring your soul. And that is what we need to do on this earth. We need to honor our soul and we need to do whatever it takes to align our soul, our mind, our body to bring ourselves into alignment so that we can shine our soul can shine as authentically and as radiantly as possible now if we continue to make decisions in this world based on other people or for other people that is really not for me i believe it's not going to be as long lasting you are always gonna feel resent you will have some resentment, some form of resentment if you keep making decisions for others and not for you. So I truly believe that we all have the capability to stand up for ourselves because we are all worthy. For those listening right now, you are very, very worthy. You are a child of God and you are not here to suffer. You are not here to serve others. You are here to serve your community. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Unity, your God, and so yourself. You are not here to be a slave for others. That's what I meant. But you are here to actually honor your soul and to, to be true to who you truly are. So, you know, if you keep making decisions for others, that's actually pleasing others, seeking other people's approval. But once you start making decisions for you, wow, this is going to make you so strong because you know your worth. And you are the only one who knows the pain that you're going through. So when you finally make that decision to end that pain, wow, the power in you will just keep growing and you will become resilient and you will finally realize your worth as long as you keep doing this. Maxine, let's talk about you now, mm. okay? Because I think you are speaking from experience. Mm. You recently separated from your partner. Mm. How have you been holding on? Up. Like, how are you handling it? Yeah. And I want to add this, okay, Maxine? Mm -hmm. As someone talking to you about what happened in your relationship, it's almost weird, right? You want to, like, sympathize with the person going through a breakup. Like, are you okay, Maxine? Mm. Are you handling this okay? Mm. But maybe we're also kind of approaching relationships in a totally kind of negative way. What if it's like, Maxine... How are you doing? Yeah. You made a very important decision and you must have really thought about it. Mm. Congratulations for doing something right for you. Exactly. Right? See, like we almost like, we, we kind of look at it like, are you okay? Is mm. everything okay? Are you, are you handling it okay? Like and it's the end of the world. <laughs> right. And that's my first instinct. But as I was like thinking about this question, mm. I was like, wait a minute. Shouldn't I be like Maxine? Mm. You must, if I know you, yeah. you know, from the last time I spoke to you on the podcast, mm. you are a strong, independent woman. Mm. If you made a choice to separate, there's probably a really good reason. Yeah. And I'm sure you only did it because that was the move you made from a place of strength. Mm. Exactly. So talk to me about this. Yeah, that's a very good point that you made that, you know, when we hear about a breakup, you know, especially when it's someone very close to us, instead of like asking them in a negative approach or like, you know, you can actually give them that optimistic approach, like that support that you can, because once you see someone going through something, you have to give them a chance to actually go through it their own way, you know, and how they choose to handle it. And then when you see them okay and they seem to be in a good state, 
then it means that they made the right decision, right? But if you see someone break up and then they actually become worse or they go towards that other spectrum where they, you know, get even more lost or they get even more confused or they get distracted by pleasures like substances, alcohol, shopping, and overeating, and all these things that we distract ourselves with so that we don't have to feel the pain, then that's when you can actually like ask them, how are you? Or do you think? But when you see them actually doing okay, doing well, then yeah, maybe it is a right decision. And instead of asking them in a negative way, tell them, hey, good job. Or like, I don't know what you're going through. I don't need to know the details, but you seem to be doing really great. And I'm happy for you. You know, we need more of these words of encouragement in the world today. And for me, I I am very much okay right now. But of course, at the beginning of the breakup, it was very confusing. It was such a difficult time because I'm also a public figure. So people were watching me and, you know, I wanted to be, you know, true to myself, but at the same time, hold myself with grace and dignity as people watch me, you know? And again, it's never about pleasing others. It's always about pleasing my soul and pleasing God. That's my intention. So as long as I am happy within myself, I know that however I'm living and however people are seeing me, it's up to their perception. It's how they choose to see me. But as long as me and God, we both know what's going on and we are good. We are close. You know, I keep a close relationship to God, then I'm good. So right now, I'm very happy to say that I am still happy. I am still healing. I am still growing. Very much excited for life. And yeah, um, a breakup is not a bad thing. You know, loss is not a bad thing. Heartache. I've already lost my dad too, you know. So these things are painful. They are sad, yes. But they are a natural part of life. And they wouldn't be here if they didn't have a purpose. You know, these things, these painful things, they are here to serve a purpose. They are here to make us strong. They are here to make us resilient, to make us grow our, and evolve our consciousness. So I am okay with dealing with heartache, with pain. I've I've already made um, peace with the fact that pain will always be a part of life. You know, the sooner we accept that reality, that pain is always going to be part of life, that soon, one day, we will die. So we can't be afraid of death. Once we accept these realities, then we will be able to live life more fully, more wholeheartedly. You know, we will be able to feel all of life because we are not afraid. Because, you know, fear of death is holding us back. Fear of rejection is holding us back fear of pain. But once we accept that pain is a part of life and equip ourselves with the tools to be able to handle that pain, give ourselves the natural medicines that we can use to handle pain, then we become strong, resilient soldiers of God moving forward, moving on this earth, you know, with dignity and with grace and with peace in our hearts. I think that is just a really powerful message for people is acceptance. Yes. You know, accept the situation, accept where you're at, accept the pain, accept death, and then it has no power over you. It has no hold, right? Once you accept it, okay, I agree. Now what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. Now That's surrender. That's surrender. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Now, Maxime, you mentioned in an interview before that most relations don't work because people dive into them 
with unresolved trauma Mm -hmm. and unprocessed pain from childhood. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how that might have affected your own relationship? Wow, yes. Um, Definitely, this is really something that I love talking about because this is where conscious coupling comes in. You know, in our country or in most parts of the world, in order to get into a relationship, you know, the guy courts the girl, gives her gifts, asks the family if it's okay for him to go for this girl, you know. It's all love, rainbows and butterflies at the beginning. And then later on, when the masks start coming off, when we become comfortable with each other, issues start to come up, which is, you know, issues that we carry with us from childhood. And again, this is no one's fault. It just so happened that we were not taught about conscious coupling. We were not taught about how to get into relationship with others. We were just said that, you know, we rely on sexual attraction. We rely on chemistry without even really thinking, are the values the same? You know, what traumas did they go through? What is their love language? How do they fight? How was their family growing up? These are the things that we are conditioned with growing up. You know, one person, come, boy comes from this family, girl comes from the other family, and they both have different traditions, different ways, different beliefs. And then they get together. No wonder they clash and they fight. because, And it's normal. So what I would suggest... Exactly. And what I would, so what I would suggest for conscious coupling is before you even get into relationship, first and foremost, find out who you truly are. Connect to yourself first. Heal yourself. Meaning not that there's anything wrong with you, meaning bring yourself into alignment. Find out who you are. What do you like? What were your traumas growing up? What are your triggers? And once you are aligned with yourself, once you are connected to yourself, then it will be easier to relate to another person. And it makes sense, right? So if both parties are constantly working on themselves and are constantly working on aligning themselves, they are not perfect. They are not fully healed. I believe two persons who are still healing can come together. They just need to continue doing their individual self-work. So that when they come together, they can be more at peace with each other because they are at peace with themselves. Because they are doing what they need to do to calm the war inside of them. We all have an ongoing war inside of us. That's why we bring chaos out into the world because there is chaos inside of us. So that's why before we even get into relationship with others, make sure first if you are doing the necessary self-work that you need to do. And then when you come together in relationship, I highly recommend having difficult conversations at the start, meaning the awkward, like, uh, how do you handle your finances or how do you talk to servers or waiters? Do you want to see these small things? You know, you want to be able to see these small things that we don't think we need to talk about, but eventually they will need to be discussed. So I suggest at the start of that relationship, You have to have these difficult and awkward conversations to be able to know if we will work out moving forward. I think also, um, first of all, that question you mentioned, what are my triggers? Mm -hmm. That's like a million dollar question. Because if you know your triggers, you can stop yourself from acting upon them with the other person, Mm -hmm. right? And if there's an understanding, this is what annoys or triggers my Mm. partner and Mm. they know the things about you Mm. 
then you can kind of work together yes. to avoid these kinds of situations or don't walk into the trap of like, you know, awakening the sleeping lion type mm. of thing in your partner because yeah. you're triggering them on exactly, you know, what is going to create that chaos or exactly. begin the war inside of them, right? Yes. And that's one more thing. Like when you know your triggers, you will be able to catch yourself before you get triggered. And again, this is going to take a while. It's a process. But that's why I highly recommend looking at your own triggers as early as now and really getting to know why you get triggered this way. Because Sanaya, what's been happening in the world, especially in our culture here in the Philippines, People get angry, they get irritated, they snap, and then they go into an episode where they scream and they project negative energy. And then they cry and then they feel bad after and then they say sorry. And then two weeks later, another episode happens. And then sorry. Sorry, I'm like this. Sorry, I'm like that. Because this is how I am raised. Right. And it's a cycle of abuse. Yes. It's actually a cycle of abuse with the other person when you keep like having an episode and then just saying sorry after sorry exactly because it doesn't change the behaviors that Mm. are a problem in the relationship because each person is getting triggered by the other person or those uncomfortable difficult conversations are not being had Mm. and I think the most important thing you said so I'm gonna like be the human highlighter Mexi yeah is that both people in the relationship have to be independently working on themselves, Mm. you know, calming their own storms, becoming aware of what within their childhood is being brought into their Mm. relationship. And it's interesting because I feel like the mindset or the perspective in Asian countries is like, if I have a problem, I will go seek help. Mm. So it's like based on what I'm going through at a moment, at any given moment, like if I'm going through a tough time, then maybe I'll go see someone. Which is a big leap forward from, you know, how it was even five years ago where it was like, oh, I don't want to tell anybody. Yeah, I don't want to share same. it. I'm just yeah. going to keep it. Right. At least at least now people yes. are going to get help. But it's a very conditional. Like if I have an issue, I will seek help. Mm. And then once the issue is resolved, I'm done. Mm. But what you're talking about is constantly Constant. working on yourself, mm. whether it's a yoga practice, whether it's meditation, whether it's a certain lifestyle of journaling or even working out, which is how you kind of can even get those frustrations and anger out, whatever you need to do, right? But you need to have an ongoing practice that allows you to build upon yourself, that allows you to kind of independently Mm. deal with your crap instead of bringing that into your relationship, which is what I see happens with most of the relationship work that I do with people is that these two unhealed, unresolved mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. with really it's unhealed, unresolved childhood issues yes, are bringing both of these issues into the relationship. And so it's one child and another child. Yeah, in adult in bodies. bodies <laughs> right? Yes. Having these problems. These adult tantrums. <laughs> and adult tantrums you hit the nail on yeah, the head exactly. you're acting out you're basically acting out like a child with each and other. that's why i meditate because meditation is like giving yourself a time out sit in the corner <laughs> you have to 
right? And and I think that that's so important, you know, to be able to actually learn each other's traumas. That is a love language. My goodness, how deep is that kind of love, right? To actually try to understand why your partner is getting triggered, you know? So for those who are listening and if you are in a long-term relationship and you want to help your partner or you find that you are the one who are who is bringing in the problems in the relationship, I'm not saying that you guys should break up. What I'm saying is, If both of you are conscious enough and aware enough to take care of your own wounds, then you won't have to bring it into the relationship. So, you know, there's always going to be a healthy way to communicate and to actually talk things through. And, you know, what we need in relationships, a relationship is supposed to be a safe space, an environment where your partner can just be who they truly are. And your partner will not be 100% up all the time. They will have their mood swings. They will have their ups and downs. So you need to learn how to hold space for them because you would want them to do the same for you, right? So so just keep doing the inner work, the individual self-work. I promise myself that I will never stop doing inner work because, Sanaya, we are constantly growing and changing and evolving as human beings. So we cannot stay stuck in just one gear or in one mode of living, we have to also keep that constant connection to ourselves so that we can find out who we are as we grow along through this life. Completely. You know, Maxine, I became a healer and a coach. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Really, because I'm healing and coaching myself, Mm. my past self right? And I chose this path because I keep healing and working on myself. And that is really my biggest value. My number one value is personal growth, Mm -hmm. which is why I think I took this path. Even though I was in corporate America, I was a a fashion buyer, you know, and I made a complete change because I realized that there's a part of me that wants to be healed, that wants to grow on a a totally different level. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like aspirational. It's not about how far I go in my career. It's about the self, the me inside. And is she a person I'm proud to be? Yeah. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Oh my God, that's so beautiful. Mm. I'm loving this conversation, by the way. This is so (laughs) good. I love it. (laughs) Now, Maxine, going, you know, from the from what we were just talking about, how we bring the pain and the trauma into our relationships, given that most people are doing this, right, we're all bringing this stuff mm. into our relationships. Mm. Most relationships are pretty much doomed if one or both are not aware of this. Yeah. Right. And I feel like most of the relationship problems that I see happen because one person is working on it and the other person is not ready to. Mm. 
Exactly. Did you ever face anything like that in your situation? Were you both working mm. on it? Like, give us kind of your experience with mm. that. Yeah. You know, healing is very different for everyone. And the pace at which one heals is also very different. It will always look different. You know, no two people, I believe, are healing the exact same way in this world. We all have our own process. And, you know, with my ex-husband and I, we are both doing the work. He's also a spiritual yoga teacher and, you know, he has his own pace and I have my own journey as well. But, you know... If I say that I am evolving and healing at a faster pace and that he's getting left behind, then I'm not evolving at all because that's me judging right. his path. That's me judging the pace of his journey. But if you can just see that, oh, maybe my path is going a different direction and his path is also going a different way, that's when you can be mature enough to gracefully and lovingly let go of the relationship. Because I really believe, my soul believes in flow and not force. So I cannot force something that is obviously not working anymore or that is just not on the same path anymore. And I can clearly see it. Because Sanaya, right, when you are conscious, that is one of the painful things in this world. When you are conscious and aware, you see everything, even the things that you don't exactly. want to see. So once, You can't hide it. You can't hide it, but that's the price you pay. I would rather see everything that I need to see than be blind and unconscious in this world. I like being conscious. I like seeing the ugly parts of this world because that is a wake-up call. That is a wake-up call for us to do what needs to be done. So if I can see that the paths are not together anymore or they're just not going in the same direction anymore, then I have to make a decision for me, for my soul. And he has to make one for his too. You know, that's it. You, we can't force anything. And the reason why people, and this is me speaking from, I guess, our culture in the Philippines, in most parts of the world, the reason why people don't want to make these difficult decisions is because they are always scared of what other people might think of them and what other people might say. Because we do live in a society that has a lot of shame and guilt, cancel culture, you know. We feel that when we do something that's going to create a buzz or noise, you don't want to do it anymore because you don't want that energy. But you have to ask yourself, what is more important, the noise that other people will say about you or the happiness and the peace of your heart and soul? Because yeah. even if there is noise in the outer world, as long as you do what is right for you, there will be peace inside of you. So no matter what other people say around you, as long as you are sure and true about your decision, because you know that you made that decision for you and not for anyone else, then even if it gets noisy in the outer world, which it will, you have to accept that. People love gossip in this world. So, you know, when you decide to leave a long-term relationship and you're scared that what people might think, you just have to accept it and go through it bravely because God is yeah. always with you. Amazing. Maxine, I think it's tricky for women. Mm -hmm. To find that point, you know, you said it, you described it as when your paths are going in different directions, mm -hmm. right? And you couldn't force it anymore. Or you felt that it just, you want different things. Mm -hmm. At which point 
did you know for certain that there was no way forward together? Mm. And I, I don't really want to pry into yeah, the details no. of mm-hmm. your relationship, but more from an experience of yeah. someone who had to make a difficult decision. Yeah. At which point was it like, okay, we can't move forward or I can't move forward. I have to make a decision. Like yeah. how much does a person fight for mm. a relationship? Mm. How much forward do they go until it's the point of like, yeah, no more. That's it. We mm-hmm. can't, we can't go. It's a dead end already. Yeah. I would highly recommend for anyone who is listening and you find yourself in a toxic relationship right now, first and foremost, I would highly recommend connecting to yourself first. Find yourself first. And then if you still want to make it work. Yeah, sorry. I was going to say, Maxine, let's break that down even further. What is Mm. that? Connecting to yourself. I think a lot of people would be like, what does that mean? Exactly. How do I connect with Mm. myself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I've been practicing and you have been practicing as well. We know what this means, right? But for those who are not aware, to connect to yourself means to really set aside time every day. A routine, like this morning practice that you and I have been talking about. I highly recommend having that, whether it's running, journaling, having some tea, or like just meditating. Anything that can get you closer to yourself, do that. Have a non-negotiable morning routine. This is what my psychiatrist advised me. To be able to find out who you truly are and to connect to yourself on a deeper level have a non-negotiable morning routine. If you're not a morning person, then have an evening routine. It doesn't matter. But as much as possible, do it at the same time every day so it becomes a ritual. You know, connecting to yourself is a sacred act. It's not a game. It's actually going deep within. Because I see all these quotes, all these biblical verses that say, everything that you need is already within. And I don't understand that. I didn't, I couldn't understand that before. But when I took the time, especially when I was breaking down, crying on my knees and praying to God, God, please step in. And that's when I really started religiously practicing every day, my spiritual practices. That was when things started falling into place. Because Sanaya, what people want in this world is a quick fix. But that's not possible. For those of us who need to make huge, life-changing decisions, we need to simmer. We need to slow down. We need to immerse ourselves in these thoughts, in these feelings, in these decisions that we need to make. We need to really think and feel our way through all of this. It's not a quick fix. It's not an overnight thing. And that's why people find it hard to do because it is a lot of work. But I am here to say that it is totally 100% worth it. It will be hard at the beginning. But isn't everything hard at the beginning? You know, when we first go to school or when we first work at our job, it's always hard at the beginning. But this is the kind of work that we really need to invest our time and energy in, most importantly. People love their jobs and their careers and their professions. But I would say, especially if you're turning 30 into your 30 to 35 years old, this is the perfect time to look within and to fine-tune yourself, to refine yourself, to actually find out who you really are and to connect on a deeper level. So when I say connect to yourself, take away all the labels and the stories. You are not your name. You are not your job. You are not your age, your sex, your gender, your race, nothing of that. Quiet all of that 
take all of that away and just sit with yourself. Feel your emotions. Listen to your thoughts, no matter how many thoughts they are. People say they can't meditate because they overthink. That's the part of the process. That's part of the process. We cannot stop thinking. Our thoughts are always going to be there. Our thoughts are a part of us, but they do not define us. So connecting to yourself is just learning how to be with yourself, minus all the distractions. So that's what I would say. I love it. Connect to yourself. And then when you want, when you are in a toxic relationship, you will feel because you are connecting to yourself. You are connecting to your emotions. God will make you feel when it's time to leave. And that's how it happened for me. You know, there wasn't like this one big, ah, uh, something. Some people wait for that moment, you know, a big thing that the partner does or whatever. I say, don't wait for that moment. Feel, feel your emotions. If you can honestly, truly say that you are not happy anymore, that you are not growing anymore, leave. You don't have to wait for them to cheat. You don't have to wait for them to do something drastic. Ah, uh, see, because like this, like that. And then you start pointing fingers, placing blame. Just ask yourself, are you happy? And if the answer is no, then it's time to leave. That's it. So it's, so it's like, don't wait for an excuse. Yes. Right? To say, oh, they did this. So That's why I'm I leaving. shall leave. No. Because that, I think, is a trap. Yeah. Because they'll do something and then you're like, oh, because of this, I'm going to leave. And then, oh, maybe was it the right decision? Yeah. Because you're basing it on someone else's behavior, right? Exactly. Or maybe, and let's say they come, like they apologize or whatever happens, right? It's not like you're going with something strong enough. Mm -hmm. It has to be about you, right? It shouldn't be about what the other person did. It's about where you are. Yes. You know, How is, is your partner making want? you feel? How Correct. are they making you feel? If you think of your partner and all you think about is negative energy and you feel drained, then that's it. That's your cue to go. You know, with me and my ex-husband, it wasn't, no one was really at fault. It was a mutual decision. The energy was just not matching anymore because there are different yeah. goals now. There are different values now and it's no one's fault. It's just both of us are mature enough to accept it is what it is. It's not working out anymore. Instead of sulking, yeah. instead of trying to force it to make it work, lovingly and gracefully let go, surrender, and then look at the positive. I learned so much from him. He learned so much from me. At least we didn't have kids. Yeah. Try to see the good in everything and you will see it. You know, Maxine, I have a, a client who I've worked with and it took her more than 20, 25 years, even maybe longer, um, to finally get out of a relationship that has been toxic. How many years, sorry? More than two to three decades. Oh my goodness. 2025. So she had her kids and everything. And of course, um, the kids also went through a lot of, of course, you know, a lot trauma. of trauma. Um, and it took her that long to finally say, okay, I'm going to take charge of my life and make different choices. And we worked together quite a bit to help her kind of recognize where she is and what she wants to do and have the courage and so on. Because when you've lived with someone for so long mm -hmm. and you've accepted that this is how your life is, right? It's really hard to move out of that mentality. Exactly. Right? Especially when you're a little bit older and you're like, I've already 
spent Gotten you know, used 20 to it. or more. Yeah, I did it for this long. Why now? Why mm. make a change now? Mm. You know, but she yeah. did. And that's amazing. She did. That's it's amazing. It's incredible. And everything that happened when she started to take a stand and use her voice and she made some choices in her life and they've separated now. Mm. Everything happened in the smoothest of ways. It wasn't dirty. It wasn't like, you know, angry. There were emotions, but mm. through the healing, things became so smooth to a point where they are communicating with each other. Mm. The kids are communicating to both sides. Yeah. Everybody's okay. See? You know, everything just fell into place. Amazing. So it was scarier than it turned out to be when yeah. she finally made a choice for herself. Mm. And now she has her entire life ahead of her. And she's decided to pursue a new career. And she's just, you know, she's blooming. Full of life. Full of life. Amazing. Okay. Amazing. As opposed to imagine living the rest of her life being like, okay, I'm here. This is my yeah. life. There's yeah. nothing to look forward to. Mm. You know, every day is not a wonderful day. That could have been the rest of her life. Yeah. Instead, she made some choices and it's scary. And it's new. Mm -hmm. And she has to learn a lot of things, like doing things for herself. <laughs> yes, yes. But wow, the growth in her. Amazing. And that's wow. amazing. And that's what the universe blesses. The universe blesses the brave, the courageous, those who take that brave step that even if we have fears, even if we fear what people might say or what people might think of us, we still do it anyway. Feel the fear and still do it. That is what the universe wants us to do. Yeah. You know, and I, and you're right. I think there's, there's a reward sort of energy in the universe that if you face your fears, yes. if you step up to the plate, there are going to be blessings oh, yes, throughout yes. your path. Oh, I just you would know? like to share with me. Um, you know, I was scared about how people might think, you know, oh, she's a celebrity. She just broke up. It was just a new marriage. We were only married for three years and then we're breaking up already. So that is a lot. There is a lot of shame around that and a lot of like feelings of humiliation or what might what people might think. But then because I have been connecting to myself and submitting myself to God, I sort of had this strength inside of me to say, you know what? F it. F what everyone else is going. You, you have to have that fire inside of you, you know, to actually say, I don't care what other people think anymore. I care about what my heart feels and how my soul feels. That's what I care about. And then I made the decision to, to actually announce it. And it felt freeing, liberating. And it felt, I felt lighter, so much lighter afterwards. And, you know, it, it felt like I was speaking my truth. And, you know, so for those listening, I'm here to say that whatever you're fearing, if it's all these fears that are holding you back, please try your best to still do what your soul wants, no matter how strong the fear is. Because faith, your faith in God will always, always be stronger than your fears. So acknowledge your fears, face them, feel the fears. But do what you still want to do anyway. And that is when the universe will reward you. You know, Maxine, this is the perfect moment to connect the dots of what we've been saying. Okay. So you talked about becoming aware 
of yourself, spending that time with yourself through some ritual, practice, morning routine, a non-negotiable. So that's where you start. Okay. You become conscious of yourself, your mm. feelings. You talked about difficult conversations. So really you're having these difficult conversations with, with yourself. yourself. Exactly. Right. Be That's your own best friend. Be your own best friend. Right. So when these uncomfortable feelings come up or these shameful thoughts come up, don't judge yourself. Yeah. Just be like, okay, I see it. I feel it. Hold space for yourself. That's it. Absolutely. And that whole process of getting to know yourself and how you feel about things. It's almost like getting to know your partner mm. or getting to know your best friend. You just kind of spend time with each other, having a coffee, you hang out, you know, you be with each other, you have conversations and you learn about each other. Right. And that's the whole process of becoming conscious yes. of who you are. Yes. As you know how you feel, as you get in touch with your wants, with your desires, with what is, what are your boundaries? Mm. You will know whether the situation you are in is right for you, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's a career, mm -hmm. whether it's your financial situation, this yes. applies to everything. Yes. You become aware, yeah. is this right to me based on what I know about myself, what I've learned about myself? Mm -hmm. And then you get that fire because now you know, you know where you're coming from, you know what you want. So the fire grows in you to make those difficult decisions or choices because it's so clear now, this is who I am. This situation is not allowing me to be who I am. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I have to make a decision to get out of it or to mm -hmm. change things. Exactly. With or without the other person. Yes. Yes. Okay. Because if they want to change with me, great. Great. We have a common goal. We have a vision. Mm. We are moving in the same direction. Mm. But if our paths are diverging mm. and I am in a cycle with somebody mm. and nothing is changing, then it is only my decision. Yeah. What I need to do in that situation. Exactly. And this often happens, Sanaya, that there are couples where one is working on themselves and the other refuses because changing and growing and healing is a lot of work. It's There's no... Yeah. There's no quick pill for it. There's no um, one size fits all, you know, formula for healing. Everyone goes at their own pace. But there are relationships where one is healing and the other one refuses because they don't want to face what they need to face about themselves. And they just expect the partner to do all the work. And that is going to be draining for the one who is doing all the work. So, you know, you yeah. have to, especially if you're constantly healing yourself and working on yourself, I highly recommend looking for someone who is also doing the same because then both of you. Right. Because you go into a toxic situation, right? It's like you're doing the healing and you come back into a toxic situation. Then you got to go back to healing. And yep. it's a cycle, too. No, exactly. I cut you off. Yeah. Please finish. No, no, yeah. no. It's true. Um, when you when you find someone who is doing the same amount of self-work that you are diligently, religiously, wholeheartedly every day, then the two of you will be unstoppable together. Because when you are working on yourself and you are sure of yourself, you will be able to love yourself the right way enough so that you can love the other partner the healthy way too. Because what's been happening is most relationships, people are high engagement, high engagement and high attachment. But some experts that I've listened to, 
Lewis House of the School of Greatness and Stefan Speaks, who is also a relationship expert. They say that the best thing that we can do in our relationships is to have high engagement but low attachment. Some people, they do a lot in relationships and they expect a lot in return too. Hey, I did this, so you need to give me this. That's not how relationships work. I believe that in relationships, we first need to fill our own cup, love ourselves the right way, so we can love our partners the right way. And it's not a an unhealthy, toxic kind of love where the other feels smothered or it's too clingy or it's too dependent. Right. It's not like that. It's a love that is healthy and conscious and aware. You know, that I am not feeling so good right now, my love. Can we just take a, a break and let's talk later again? It's in these healthy little ways that we can be in relationship with each other. So I really believe that we have to be high engagement and low attachment. Not low engagement yeah. and high attachment or low engagement and... But basically what high we're saying... High attachment, high engagement. Yeah. High attachment, high engagement. Basically, the best way to be in a relationship is to be detached. Meaning you love the person, but you understand that this person is separate from you and they can easily go away. They can easily decide to leave you one day. They can easily also die one day, knock on wood. But what I'm saying is we can't revolve our world around this one person. We can't like make everything about them. We have to have a healthy sense of our own being so that we can come in relationship with this other being as well. You know? Yeah. Healthy. I agree. Which reminds me of something that I actually truly believe in, Maxine. I feel like you should be in a relationship with someone knowing, remembering, and recognizing that your partner can walk out of the relationship anytime, anytime they want. Mm. And I feel like two people in a relationship should be very aware, which means we are each responsible for establishing that in the relationship. Yes. Yes. Right? Like I should know that my partner can walk out when he wants mm. and he should know that I can walk out when I want mm. because we will always behave being aware of consequences. Yes. For example, one person cheats, the other person can leave you. Yeah. Are you ready to take that risk yeah. for a night of cheating? Are you ready? For temporary pleasure. Yes. And you'll make a better decision because if you're not willing to give up your partner mm. for that one night, right, you won't do it. Mm, that's true. Right. Mm. So you need to have that mindset in a relationship between two people that both of them have the freedom yes. and will leave if either one goes way beyond the line or the boundary. Yeah. Yeah. That exactly. exists in the marriage. Right. Mm. As opposed to because I've seen this also being an issue in many of the relationships that I coach is one person feels they can get away mm. with anything and the other person will stay yes. and take it. Yes, that's not. No, that's <laughs> right. That other so person example, who has been staying will have their tipping point one way, one sooner correct. or later. Exactly. And I work with the one who's taking it. Mm. I usually work with the one who's been taking it for years and years and years, for example, before they come in to see me, mm. right? And so they are so broken mm. or they've, you know, as I said in my introduction, like they've lost themselves. They have yeah. no identity anymore. There's no self-love, no. right? Because what they've done is no matter what you do in this relationship or to me, 
I'll stay. Mm. And so the other person gets this confidence to keep making choices that end up hurting the other person. Yes, yes. They get and you're used right, to it. There's a tip, they get used to it. And you're right. There's a tipping point at which the other person says, enough. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Enough. I'm done. Yeah. And that's why it's important you know? to watch out for the red flags as early as possible. Yeah. Because some people stay because they've already been here for how many years? They don't want to waste it. It's such a waste. But if in the early stages of the relationship, you see red flags, pay attention. Because then yeah. that's who they truly are. And one more thing I would like to add is, I hope people understand when we come into relationship, we do not own the other person. No. no, you do not own anyone or anything in this universe for that, for that matter. You know, you do not own the other person, no matter what you do for them, no matter how much love you do not own them. You know, you, you can definitely hold space for them and be there for them, but you can't own them and you can't control them also. So don't try to change your partner. And then one more thing that you said when you said, Anyone can leave. Both parties can leave if the other one crossed. You know, also, even if they don't cross a boundary, let's say when the other person is stuck and not growing, they're not cheating, yeah. but they're just not growing. They're just like, this is me. Accept me for who I am. No matter how much I get triggered, no matter how much I throw negative energy at you, this is already who I am. I'm, I, you have to accept me. The other person can also leave anytime for that. Right? Correct. Because that's dangerous territory already. When yeah. the other person is like, this is who I am. Accept me the way I am. Yeah. That's, that's a red flag already. Yeah, exactly. That's a huge red flag. Yeah. Right? Because then there's no room for growth. Thinking. There's no there's room for, no room for It's a fixed mindset. Yes. Instead of a growth mindset. Yes. And you have to grow together in a exactly. relationship. Exactly. You really have to. Mm. And also you have right? to work on your own energy. That's why I keep saying before you get into a relationship, work on your own energy because you attract what you are. So there are there are girls, there are single girls who are like, I want this kind of man. I want the best, most loving, kind, gentle man. But are you that person too? Right? right. Are you willing to give what you are asking for? So before you ask for what you want in a partner, ask first if you embody these traits within you. Because then you can ask when you are actually living this truthfully and authentically, that's when God will align your soulmate with you. Completely. And the best place to practice the traits that you want in your partner is to give them to yourself. Exactly. Can you be kind to yourself? Yeah. Can you be loving? Can you be non-judgmental? Yes. Can you be forgiving? If you can do that in your relationship with yourself, then yes, you can attract a partner who will do those same things for you. Mm. But it's not a one-way street, right, Maxine? It's mm. not a one-way street. Never. <laughs> right? Now, I want to circle back to one point you we were talking about, which is both people need to know that there's this detachment in the relationship. Each person has a choice and free will to leave yeah. when they want to. Mm -hmm. And this is about power, right, mm -hmm. Maxine? Mm -hmm. It's like who holds the power in the relationship? Mm -hmm. In the case that there's one person who's constantly bringing in the baggage mm -hmm. and the other person is just taking it, yeah. they don't have the power. No, The power is being held by the person who's creating the dynamic, the mess. Yeah. The dynamic or the, the, power, the power struggle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And yeah. the one taking it is the one who is not 
holding any power in the relationship until the master and the slave. Enough. <laughs> master and the slave. Yeah. Until that person has tipping point and says enough. Enough. And that's when they take the power back. Exactly. Right? So an imbalanced power dynamic will eventually have to balance. Exactly. Exactly. And then those who don't choose to leave, they will live a miserable life until the day miserable, they die. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. So so again, we should not enter relationships thinking that it is a place where we can play mind games. <laughs> this is yeah. a waste of energy for me. This is such a waste of energy. And again, it is not about who is more in power, who is more in control. That's not love to me. Love to me no. is a natural exchange of energy, of flow, of like just holding space for each other. And that means that when the other person is low or feeling low vibration, then the other person can hold space for them without judgment. That is love for me. Yeah. It's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Of course, it would be nice to find a partner that you can go through life with, that you can figure things out with together. That's love. Yeah. Mm. I agree with you completely. Now, Maxine, before I get to my last question, I have mm. one more. Okay. okay. I, I've seen you transform oh. as an individual. Mm. You know, in the time that I've known you, mm. I've seen you step into the strong, independent, mm. and powerful woman. That's how I described you, Thank you. in the introduction of the episode. Mm. Right? Thank you. And I can see you've done a lot of work on yourself. There's been a lot of healing. And as a result, you've become a better and better version of yourself. Mm. What would you say is that one thing, that one part of your journey that you can really attribute your healing to? Ah. Was it commitment to yourself? Was it self-love? Like, what was it that has motivated you or driven you forward every step of the way where you could have gotten stuck mm. consistency in god that's it like i always invited god into my life every day through my practice all throughout the day i talked to him all throughout like i am just really connected to the to source i am so connected through consistency, because that's what, what one of my teachers said, consistency is key in these practices. And I realized while I was consistently practicing that it's not about the practice, but it's about the constant connection to God, to source, constant yeah. connection to self. So consistency is what really, really helped me heal because I consistently talk to God every day. I got up for God every day. Especially when days that I feel hopeless or tired or just uh, blah, I just don't want to do anything today. The moment God comes into my mind, into my heart, I'm like, nope, I'm here for God. And then I get the power to go keep going because I am here to serve him. I do believe that my purpose is to bring people closer to him. And again, I respect all religions. When I talk about God, it's not just praying or going to church every day. When I talk about God, it's really connecting to that consciousness, to that idea that God is everywhere. God is everything. God is the reason why we are all here. So if I know 
what actions would be pleasing to God, then that is what I will do. And that is why I continue working on myself. And on days when I get triggered, I laugh at myself. But at the same time, I'm like, I still need some work to do. So it's not... It's a never-ending journey that we should hold ourselves gently through and we should always show ourselves compassion because it's not going to be easy. But as long as we keep doing it for God and for to offer our life, to be grateful for being given the opportunity to live. You know, we are living and breathing in this beautiful planet and yet we are complaining about what we don't have. Instead, we should be asking, what else can I do to please God? What else can I do to give thanks for this one life that he gave me? You know, so this is what I want for people to realize that you are divine. You are, God is within you, that you are an expression of God. You are created in the image and likeness of God. So we need to walk on this earth like God. Yeah. And I believe that God understands that we are also only human. So when we make mistakes, it's okay. Get back up and then keep going. Don't judge yourself. Don't blame yourself. Just be gentle and be kind to yourself. You know, Maxine, I'm going to take what you said, which was incredible. I'm going to take it a step further. Mm. Um, You said consistency to God. Mm. To me, consistency to God is consistency to yourself. Yes. Because in serving God, we serve ourselves. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. I mean that we are bringing ourselves back to who we are because Mm. like you said, God is everywhere. And for me, God is in me. Yeah. And so I'm connecting and connecting to God. When God shows up, I show up. Yes. Right? Yes. In loving myself and loving God, I'm loving myself. Exactly. Right? So for me, it's one and the same. Yeah. Yes. And exactly. That's, that's and that's project, project loving, loving myself. Nine Greece said it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's so funny. See? You and me are like in sync, Maxine. <laughs> that was a synchronicity right there. Oh my gosh. I love it. And you know, that is the Project Loving Myself mantra for today's episode, right? Yes. That in loving God, we're loving ourselves. Yes, yes. And that is Project Loving Myself. Beautiful. (laughs) So beautiful, Maxine. Thank you. And that brings us to the end of this wonderful (laughs) conversation. Yes. As I always have with you. Mm, I want to thank you, Maxine, Mm. for everything you've shared, for Mm. all the words of encouragement, for your own stories. Mm. I'm sure that um, it's going to make a really big difference to people who are confused or lost in their own space. For those of you who are currently single right now, please stop chasing. Just keep attracting. We don't chase. We attract. And what that means is we work on our garden. We work on the flowers in our soul so that when they finally bloom, the bees can come. So you have to work on yourself. Keep working on yourself. Keep loving yourself. And then God will bring you your soulmate. You just have to trust the process. 
I love that example of the garden and the bees vaccine. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> you have to work on your honey. Make your honey oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> right? For sure. All right, Maxine, if people want to follow you yeah. and to learn more, Yes. How do they reach you? Yes, please follow me on Instagram at Maxine Magalona, on Facebook at Original Maxine. And then please also order my vegan cookies, bekind.ph. Yes. yes, yes. Have I made you love. try some? I'll send you some, Sanaya. No. Yes, I'll send you. I'll I would love you. it. Okay. <laughs> Super. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maxine. Thank you, it Sanaya. Thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Maxine and I were so in sync in today's conversation, right? I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I certainly did. Share this episode with a friend who is struggling with their relationship and needs to hear this now. Comment, like, and subscribe to the podcast so that I'm getting some of your love too. And tag at Project Loving Myself Podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal on socials. I have two quotes for this episode. The first one, Jay Shetty said, conscious living helps you to think first and act second. Certainly good words of wisdom, isn't it? And in another quote, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. I loved this quote because it reminds us that Every time we think we have to accept our fate or that we must surrender and this is how things are for us, like this was the life chosen for us, we have to remember that that is not the truth. The truth is there are things going on beneath the surface in your mind, in your unconscious state of being, whether it's trauma from childhood, whether it's trauma from previous relationships, wherever the negative um, energy is coming from, it is affecting you in your life and it is drawing to you these experiences that can be changed. Once you bring the unconscious to your conscious attention through the process we discussed of getting to know yourself. You get in touch with who you are. You know what you want in your life. At that point, what you call fate no longer has its hold over you. You can make a different choice. You can create a new reality. Thank you for listening to this episode of Project Loving Myself. You are loved. This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered by Pod Machine. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.